Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on One. In a short while here on Drama on One, we'll continue our In the Wings series on the Baptiste programme. Smock Alley Theatre's ambitious initiative to develop new dramatic writing with Irish writers of colour. But first, Drama on One presents Stuck, written by Sharon Mannion and starring Nairi Jürgen Harsian. The play was the 2021 winner for Best Radio Script at the Zebby Awards presented by the Writers Guild of Ireland. In Stuck by Sharon Mannion, Mel finds herself back in Ireland in the middle of a pandemic, talking through a nursing home window to a mother she's not sure can hear her. Mel is forced to confront the reasons she fled to London in the first place and maybe to reconcile what's had her feeling so stuck. Listeners are advised that the play contains some strong language. What is it about people with pets? They just let them hop all over you, pumping your legs, saliva dripping all over your new nails. If a child did that to you, the parent would send them to bed. When it's a dog, they go, oh, he likes you. I've never liked dogs. Their relentless enthusiasm for life. They're like American tourists. Much prefer cats. I mean, they wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire, but at least they're not in your face about it all the time. Still, it's good of him to let me stay, I suppose. I wasn't even that hammered, you know. I would have made it back to the B&B eventually. Sure, I know around here like the back of my hand. Even if it's been a while. I probably should have checked in before I called into McHugh's, though. And I probably should have booked in for more than one night, but I wasn't sure how things were going to go. I didn't want to stay there anyway, to be honest. Do you remember old Mrs. McGoggin? She was the one who wrote the paper about the school's supposed glue-sniffing problem. We weren't even allowed to use Pritstick after that. The staff in there seemed lovely. I'm sorry I didn't visit more before all of this kicked off. It's hard to get time off in London. You're talking to you from outside the window, not being able to touch you. Although you were never much into the hugging, you could never see the point of it. It isn't Californian hippies we are, Mel. I see Bernie Feehilly is in the room next to you. Now they were huggers, the touchy Feehillies you used to call them. I only went into McHugh's for one, in case you're wondering. And you remember Sadie used to visit you here a lot before... Well, before all that stopped. I went in to say thanks. Then the girls I used to work with in the filling station years ago came in and... I don't know how I ended up staying so long. I don't know what I was doing dancing like that. I don't even like Johnny Logan. I'm climbing into a skip. God, I haven't done that in years. I'm glad Charlie took that badger off me, though. I don't know why I wanted to bring him with me. The badger, that is, not Charlie. It's a nice place he has all the same, Charlie. 
I didn't remember that being the Hurley's house when we were kids, but he says it's always been the same. He moved back in after his accident. Just him there now. He fell off his motorbike years ago. Messed up his back. Tore five layers of skin off. Had to get skin grafts from his legs. They're completely hairless now. He showed me. I don't know why. I didn't ask to see them. Do you remember him going around the place in that motorbike? That's why you didn't like him and our Michael hanging out together. Poor Michael. And he was asking me about the singing. He remembered me being mad into it when we were kids. Do you remember? You plonking me in front of Auntie Mary whenever she was home from Chicago and bringing me to feshes every weekend. And the drives to get to them. You playing your Dubliners tapes and us both singing along full blast. I haven't sang in years. I suppose other passions got in the way. Did I tell you I'm selling insurance these days? I don't know what to be saying to Charlie Feckenhurd. All he does is trim his rose bush and listen to the weather forecast. And he talks to that flippin' dog like they're in a relationship. Honestly, if I didn't know better, I'd swear they were in love. He gave him a bubble bath last night. A bubble bath. Put on music for him and everything. Anyway, I told him he definitely came home with more than he bargained for from McHugh's, huh? Oh, God. I hope he doesn't think I meant a sexually transmitted disease. Sure, we didn't even... Uh, I just mean... Like, we went home together and now I'm staying in his house and he has to hold on to me for a while. I'm like a stray puppy that he should bring to the pound to be put down or something. Sorry, I shouldn't talk about being put down. That's insensitive. God, look at us. Talking about sexually transmitted diseases. I wouldn't be so brave if I was certain you could hear me. Mind yourself, ma'am. I'll be back at the window tomorrow. And once I was on a packed tube. I'd just been kicked out of a flat chair, so I was on my way to a viewing with all my stuff, when I felt something move beside me. Wouldn't be that unusual. I thought I was being mugged again. But it was Ronnie Wood. From the Rolling Stones. He wasn't mugging me. Isn't that so cool? He's not dead, you know. He just looks like he could be. Ah, fuck. I'm talking about death again. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry for cursing. I know you can't stand that. But... Uh, it was a definitely him. <laughs> I'm between flats over there at the moment, but I'm sure I'll get sorted soon. Charlie says I really love London. He says it like it's a bad thing. Like the way people look at bratty toddlers and say, well, he certainly knows what he wants. He says it seems empty, which is daft because it's literally full of stuff. I can get anything I want in London, any type of food, go to any type of restaurant, meet all these interesting people. But aren't there times you just want a tato cheese and onion sandwich on white bread with lashings of butter, he goes. I told him, tato repeats on me, actually. Even though it doesn't. He doesn't think London's worked out for me. I know by the way he looks at me. But sure, I don't care what he thinks. I'm not the one who keeps a photo of my ex in the bathroom of all places. You must remember Laura O'Donnell. She was captain of the Rounders team the year we won the county final and got caught drinking vodka on the team bus. Sorry about that, by the way. 
She was always beautiful and clever. She's in New York now. Got headhunted by one of those tech places. Charlie didn't go with her, of course. Too worried about his tato sandwiches, I suppose. You look so peaceful in your bed. I visited Michael's grave this morning. Kept my two metres away at all times, of course. <laughs> Sorry, bad joke. It's been kept lovely. Was it you who ordered the roses? I wish you were able to answer me, Mum. Sorry, I had my back to you today, Mum. I'm just trying to get a signal on my phone. I can't get any work done in Charlie's. He only has Wi-Fi sometimes. Sometimes? What does that even mean? He says it's good on Tuesdays and Thursdays and not so much every other day. How a person lives like that is beyond me. I told him I have a Skype team meeting this afternoon and if I don't log in, I'll be fired. He says, ah, it's a pandemic. I'm sure your bosses will understand. I said, you've obviously never worked in London. And you know, he hasn't even been outside of Ireland. Ever. Never had any need to, apparently. And he can't bear to leave the slobbery dog. Oh, he just sits there looking at me. Charlie, not the dog. Although it's hard to tell the difference between them sometimes. And when I ask him if there's any work he could be doing remotely, he just says, Oh yeah, I'll hook the cows up on Zoom there and get them to twit their milk over to me on face page. He's not even using the right words. Honestly, I don't know how long I can go on like this. He keeps telling me to take a break and to have a custard cream, but sure, I won't have a job to go back to if I keep taking breaks. He says all the right things to my face, but I know inside he's judging me. Wondering why I haven't been home more. How I could leave my mother lying in a nursing home without as much as a glance back. Well, wouldn't we all love to sit around without a care in the world, living our best life with fresh-faced skin and toned arms from the heavy lifting, but it's just not possible. Then he tells me to calm down and learn to enjoy life. I do enjoy life. I'm a really happy person. God, he's infuriating. He thinks he has it all figured out with his perfectly content, chilled out life. But at least I didn't stay here, too terrified to leave in case things didn't work out. Then he says, did you leave or did you run? I mean, what the hell would he know? He didn't have to live with the whispers, the constant talking behind our backs, everyone saying we weren't coping. That it was no wonder Michael did what he did with a father who ran off years ago and a mother who was fond of the drink. Michael was going to stay. That's all he wanted. He never wanted anything other than the quiet life. And look where it got him. Isolated in a small town until it all got too much for him. Oh, sorry. I shouldn't have said all that. This is fucking mad, isn't it? Us talking. Talking like this. Talking freely. Sorry about the cursing, ma'am. Some of us have to stay, Charlie says. Or else there's no one to come back to. I do love you, ma'am.
can't believe I wasn't here at the end. I'm sorry, Mum. <laughs> when I left to come here, Sam, the jumpy dog, crept up in my lap, looked into my eyes and just sat there. It was like he knew. Long time since anyone was able to make me feel still. <laughs> it reminded me of years ago when Dad left and he would gather me and Michael up on the couch and hold us until we fell asleep. <laughs> they said I should say a few words before they take you away to fix you up. But I don't know what to say. Charlie says I can stay on for a while until I get things sorted. I told him we should book a flight somewhere when this is all over. To New York or maybe to London. He might be right. I did run, Mum. I was only 17 when Michael died. There was just so much talk. I couldn't bear it. And it was just easier for me to go. I'll take you away soon. something but you were never into that sentimental shite <laughs> as I went home on a Monday night as drunk as oh as I be. went home on Monday night as drunk as drunk could be I saw a horse outside the door where my old horse should be well I called me wife and I said to her Will you kindly tell to me Who owns that horse outside the door Where my old horse should be Ah, you're drunk, you're drunk, you silly old fool Still you cannot see That's a lovely sow that my mother sent to me Well, it's many a day I've travelled A hundred miles or more But a saddle on a sow sure I never saw before And as I went home on Tuesday That was Stuck, written by Sharon Mannion. The play was the 2021 winner for Best Radio Script at the Zebby Awards presented by the Writers Guild of Ireland. Nairi Jürgen Harsian played Mel. Stuck by Sharon Mannion was directed by Goretti Slaven. To listen back to this and other dramas, go to rte.ie forward slash drama on one. rte.ie forward slash drama on one.